Welcome to episode number 12 of Sean's Sports Show. Today we're going to be covering a variety of topics in the world of sports, ranging from the NFL to the MLB, the NBA, the NHL, college basketball, March Madness, women's college basketball, um, women's March Madness, everything that has to do with sports. I'm also going to have, for the first time, somebody other than myself on the show. Um, it's, it's, it's my friend who knows almost, I don't know, I would say pretty much the same about um, sports as I do, so uh, he's He's going to be treated as a special guest analyst. Uh, he's not a co-host. He's not going to be. He might appear regularly in the next coming in the coming weeks. Uh, he can maybe do, do like how Will Kane was in the beginning of his, the first take before he started appearing on a regular basis. So, um, so yeah, he's a he's a going to be a you know guest analyst. I'm going to be asking about his opinion, and I'm going to be giving mine as I usually do. Uh, so the the things that I'm going to. Uh, do uh, right now before I get him on the show is cover um, the LA sports so the Lakers at the I'm um, starting with the LA Lakers of the NBA so they played the Indiana Pacers today they lost by a score of 100 to 110 it was in Indiana uh, the Lakers were up after the first quarter and they were up at the half uh, they kind of imploded uh, in the second half um, they uh, they scored only 41 points in the second half so it's a bad loss. They should have won the game. Isaiah Thomas was bad. Lonzo Ball was bad. Kyle Kuzma and Brooke Lopez were the only two guys that showed up to the game. KCP looked lost out there to me. Brandon Ingram, he's obviously uh, out. That's a it's a bad loss for us. I mean, I think in most of these games that we've lost recently, if he was uh, there with us, he we wouldn't be having this issue. Uh, in terms of losing these games, losing these close games like that one point loss to Miami, this ten point loss, and ten points is a good amount, you know, of a difference, but um. You know, as I said, we were winning throughout the game, and we kind of just collapsed in the end. You know, nothing, it wasn't quick, and that's about it. Okay, now, um, so the Lakers' next game is Thursday, March 22nd at 5 p.m. in New Orleans against the New Orleans Pelicans. It's going to be a tough one, considering how good Anthony Davis has been playing. Now, transitioning to the Clippers, uh, as I said, they lost yesterday 122-109 to to the Portland Trailblazers. Their next game is tomorrow at 5 p.m. in Minnesota against the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's going to be a tough game. Um... You know, considering Minnesota has Jimmy, Bo- excuse me, Jimmy Butler's injured, they still, however, have Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, Jeff Teague, Derrick Rose. I mean, they're, they're a solid squad, playoff bound. Uh, unlike the Clippers, well, can't say unlike because the Clippers might still make the playoffs, but you know, we never know. Uh, so, so that's that. Now the Dodgers, uh, they're still in spring training. They play today at seven o five p.m. against the the Oakland Athletics. It's in L.A. Uh, so yeah, I think the Dodgers should win this game. Uh, only a few more games till they started the opening day, regular season. So now transitioning to the Angels. The Angels are playing the Seattle Mariners right now. They're up 1-0 in the bottom of the first inning. Their next game after that is tomorrow at 1 p.m. in in Anaheim against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I forgot to mention the Dodgers' next game. Their next game is tomorrow at 1:05 p.m. in Oakland against the Athletics. Um, so yeah, I mean, good games coming up. Um, so now transitioning into news about the LA football teams. Uh, as I, nothing, nothing new with the Rams, as I reported yesterday, the Donald King Sioux, star defensive tackle from the Detroit Lions and the Miami Dolphins is set to visit the LA Rams. I'm very excited about that. Um, now with the LA Chargers. The Chargers signed uh, Mike Pouncey to a two-year, $15 million contract. He was the center for the Miami Dolphins. He's obviously not with the Chargers. 
Um, now the LA Kings. The LA Kings are currently playing the Minnesota Wild. At the time of this recording, it's 2-2 with 30 seconds left in the second period. They're playing in Minnesota. This is a huge game for the Kings, which on the outside look on the outside looking in, in terms of the top three spots in the Pacific Division, the number four, there are, there are a couple of points behind one or two, I can't remember, uh, points behind the Anaheim Ducks for third place. However, they're still in the wild card spot. But obviously top top three finish would be preferred for Kings fans such as myself. After this game is also nationally broadcasted on NBC Sports Network, and after tonight, the next game is tomorrow at 5 p.m. in Winnipeg, Canada, against the Winnipeg Jets. Um, so this game is big. Now the other LA or not LA hockey team, California Anaheim Ducks. Um, and my mistake yesterday, I reported that the Ducks lost to the New Jersey Devils four to two. In fact, the Ducks beat the Devils four to two. My my apologies. Their next game is Wednesday, March 21st against the Calgary Flames in Calgary, Canada on, at 6.30 p.m. Uh, so that's that. Now the LA Galaxy, I mean, soccer play, soccer teams don't play as much, but I still will report every day. Their next game, um, their next game is March 24th, Saturday at 7 p.m. against the Vancouver Whitecaps in LA. And then the LAFC's next game is happens to be against the LA Galaxy. LAFC is the home team. It's going to be on Saturday, March 31st at 12 p.m. Uh, so, so, so that's that for the for the um, uh, LA sports coverage that I uh, do daily on every single episode, and uh, I'm about to I'm about to bring in my friend Lyle, the guest analyst of the show. So um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to do it. Um, yeah, so I'll get his opinions about everything. Hey Lyle, how are you doing today? Hi, how are you? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? You doing good? I'm doing well, thank you. That's good to hear. So, uh, the first thing I want to talk to you about is just, uh, just I just want to get your opinion on all the stuff going on in March Madness. Like, what do you think of all, of all this stuff? Well, thanks for asking. Uh, I believe that it's quite interesting that from all these upsets and bracket busters, uh, I've never really seen so many upsets in a March Madness tournament before. It was uh, Virginia going down to a UMBC for the uh, first time ever for a 16 seed to uh, win it uh, against the number one seed. It was quite really amazing. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see what's coming forward because there's still a lot more to go despite all of these uh, quite interesting upsets. So let me ask you, I know, I know I'm aware that you've you made a bracket, correct? Uh, that is correct. So who's your... What four teams are in your final four, and who do you have winning it all? My uh, four final teams are uh, Xavier, Duke, uh, UNC, and Villanova. And uh, unfortunately, both of them did not uh, make it into my bracket. Uh, however, I do have Villanova winning the finals, and I do believe strongly that they will make a great campaign, and they will honestly have a big, big chance at a uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, so let me ask you this. So I was listening to First Take today on ESPN, if you're familiar with that show. And um, so Stephen A. Smith uh, kind of mentioned that he doesn't believe this, but he's he doesn't entertain the idea that maybe these upsets are kind of predetermined considering all the controversy going on with the NCAA lately. What do you think of that? All these upsets, it's not because 
determination and grit from these teams who um, have honestly worked their way up to this tournament and really have um, fought their way all the way to uh, like uh, to their way to the Sweet 16. And uh, I, I truly believe these teams that have beaten upset in these teams deserve it absolutely. And no, I do not think it's part of the scandal, but um, the uh, U.S. team are not. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, so now staying in the topic of college basketball, uh, obviously you mentioned UMBC with the huge upset against Virginia, and um, there's a report that that UMBC is going to offer their head coach a new contract after the upset. So do you, do you feel, do you feel that the coach deserves a new contract? Yeah, they lost to Albany, yeah. Yeah, I see I see where you're coming from, but I mean like um they're definitely giving him offering him the contract right away because of the win against Virginia, no doubt. But I mean he's he's forty six and twenty four in two seasons with, with the school, so I mean and he's been an assistant at Charlotte, Virginia Tech. Uh, American, UNC, Asheville, Furman, and South Florida. So he has he has experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, I guess uh, what can I say? I guess he deserves it. Congrats to him. Uh, but yeah, definitely UMBC. They made a run for their money. Uh, they did stay in the uh, win against Kansas State, unfortunately. But, yeah, that was a, that was a close game. Yeah. Okay. So now, now staying in the topic of college basketball, are you aware that uh, former Memphis star player Penny Hardaway has has agreed to become the next head coach of, of the school team? Yeah, yeah, he's probably the most famous player that went to Memphis. Uh, yeah, definitely. He was, he was the third overall pick in 1993, and he played in the NBA from 1993 to 2008. So wow. almost 20 years, four-time NBA All-Star. So, um, I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very excited for Memphis. Uh, because then I uh, look forward to uh, having him see, seeing what his new styles are because, um, yeah, I have yet to hear what his uh, coaching styles will be uh, in of, but uh, I'm very, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, I, I sure hope that he can uh, lead Memphis to uh, at least uh, a late run, if not after uh, maybe what Sweet 16. Yeah. Uh, March Madness, definitely. But, uh, yeah, that's the thing is. Okay, so so now I'm gonna be we're gonna be switching gears here to the NBA. So uh, you're you're aware of uh, Tyron Lue stepping away from the Cavs due to, due to health, right? Yeah. Yeah. It started well with really a, a team photo, and he was not included in it. And, uh, Kevin uh, Love, he made a humor out of that by photoshopping a 
line, but really it just goes to show that this team really needs to roll, and uh, they really need to have good chemistry if they really want a chance at another final win. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so, so how much do you think? Because obviously, I mean, I I don't know about you, but I think that it has at least a little bit to do with his, you know, argument with LeBron James. I do think that there is some health, there there are health issues involved, but I think it has at least a little bit to do with the thing with LeBron James. So my question to you is, how much do you think, um, is as is a result of their argument? I think, I think uh, Tyron Lue is allowing himself to do that uh, simply because I think that Tyron Lue thinks that LeBron's going to leave Cleveland in the summer. And I don't think that Phil Jackson thought that Kobe would leave, as ob- and obviously he didn't leave the Lakers. I, th- I think it has something to do with it because I think, I think if LeBron told Tyron Lue and the Cavs, like front office, like, um, you know, I'm staying, let- let's try to be as good as we can as a team. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that I'm staying here in Cleveland. It's my home. I don't think there would be any problems with Tyron Lue, and I think Tyron Lue, even if there would be problems with Tyron Lue, uh, would kind of do what Phil Jackson did with Kobe. That's just what I think. Yeah, uh, so uh, I'm looking at this article right now, and it says a USA tax bill reportedly could like kind of change uh, uh, trades in the NBA and MLB. So according to Jim, according to Jim Tankersley of the New York Times, the bill quote uh, levies a large new tax on the Houston Astros and similar franchises across professional sports. Per that report, it says the law changed the corner of the tax code that mostly applies to farmers, manufacturers, and other businesses that. That until recently could swap certain assets like trucks and machinery tax-free, but by, but by adding a single word to the newly written tax code "real," the law now only allows real estate swaps to qualify for that special treatment. So basically, now they're saying that there's a tax for like trades in sports leagues. I don't think I don't think this applies to free agents. I'm pretty sure this. I, I think this only applies for trades. So, but but I think it only affects the team if it's like a highly paid player. So like if the Dodgers were to trade someone like Kershaw or like, you know, someone like that. Uh, causing issues for salary cap, I'm 
that's not really a quite an issue of concern unless uh, yeah, it, it comes into effect immediately with the uh, salary cap uh, issues of like some teams who like some small market teams who uh, can't afford those taxes will probably complain about that. But uh, big teams like Dodgers, Yankees, those big franchises will, will not have any trouble. Yeah, that that's in, that's definitely an interesting point of view that you brought up. Um, now I'm going to be switching gears to football here. So, as you know, Michael Bennett is now on the Philadelphia Eagles, the defending Super Bowl champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so during the, his introductory press conference on Monday, he listed, I don't know if you're aware or not, but he listed off the quarterbacks within Philadelphia's division. And he said, quote, I know Eli Manning is probably watching this and thinking, yes, I'm coming. I know Dak is watching this like, yeah, he's coming. Yeah, I am. And Alex Smith, he knows he can't run for me. I told him in the Pro Bowl, it's definitely going to be a great season. And it's going to be fun to be out here and, and be, being able to chase those quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, so, so he also compared the depth, as you obviously said, as you mentioned their depth. He compared them to the Golden State Warriors of the NBA. He said, "Quote, and I think a great defensive line is about the rotation. It's kind of like Golden State. You want to be able to have those guys that can come in and shoot and shoot and score every time." What do you think well, of that? I, I think that is quite, quite a big comparison because uh, the Golden State is quite the dominant team. But yes, uh, and it's, the defensive line is quite important because crushing the quarterback. You get a lot of four and outs. That's definitely, uh, and you can if you can score on offense, then then you win games like that. Defense wins championships. Definitely. I, yeah, I, I can agree with that. The defensive line is probably one of the most key um, to uh, winning football games. Yeah. Um, so 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 my question my question to you is, um, what do you think? So do you think there's anybody more likely? To repeat as as champion, like I mean, do you think anybody else other than Philadelphia? Okay, do you think Philadelphia? Do you think it's likely for them to repeat? Um, do I think it's likely? Well, uh, defending, uh, considering uh, that uh, defending champions is really rare because I, I don't know if the uh, have the Patriots done it. No, I think I believe the last thing to do it were the Dallas Cowboys when they were winning. That's true. And um, however, uh, I do I do believe that they are a team that is definitely worthy of a champion, another championship. I think they can do it, especially with Wentz coming back now. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, quite ahead of us, um, we we don't know uh, what what could happen if there could be a, a big meltdown in Philadelphia, or there could be a great season. You never know. For sure, I I agree with you one hundred percent. Um. So uh, my other question to you is, what do you do with Nick Foles? Nick Foles. Well, I, I believe they re-signed him. Uh, and, uh, he says he's uh, ready to uh, back up Wentz whenever. Oh, they so they I did resign him. I believe so. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I believe so, and um, they they definitely um, I think Foles not really this might be complain, 
not that type of guy, and I think that he'll be just fine as a backup to them. I think that really Doug Peterson and what Nick Foles did for that team should really consider uh, putting uh, giving him some workload for sure after uh, you know like a boring season playing back in Denver. Yeah, m- makes sense totally. So now um, there's another story. It's in the NFL. Did you know that the LA Chargers um, added a veteran center? Yeah, they they signed um Mike Pouncey. Oh wow, Mike Pouncey, yeah. Yeah, it was so it was a it's it was a two year fifteen million dollar contract with ten million guaranteed. Yeah, well he originally yeah, a Steeler, I believe. I I believe he's a originally a he's always uh Mike Pouncey? Mike Pouncey, yes. Yeah, oh I was yeah, I'm green. But um yeah, uh no, that that's really good for the Chargers. I think that the uh, Rivers had a really tough time last season. Yeah, so so my my other question to you is do you think do you think they overpaid, underpaid? Or I mean, do you think they overpaid? Do you think um Pouncey got too little or do you think it was like kinda right for both parties? Oh yeah, I agree with you on that definitely. Was it what was yeah. it? Eighty million guaranteed or what? Yeah, let me let me check. Uh, I believe yeah, it was something. It was like uh, I I literally paid the uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, that's just crazy. Yeah, eighty four million for a year. Uh, I I just don't find that technical really. I mean, for it's not, but 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 to their to to their credit, um, honestly, I I I fully believe that uh, the the division that they're in. It's totally theirs. I don't think. I, honestly, no disrespect to you, but I, I don't really think that Green Bay poses much of a threat to to Minnesota. But I mean, we never know come the season. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, I definitely uh, I think that uh, Green Bay, uh, their secondary is pretty weak. Um, I, I think compared to uh, the Vikings secondary, they they really uh, have some talented uh, secondary as well. So it's a more well-rounded team. I. I uh, No, definitely not. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I just I don't I don't think that uh, the Vikings should have done that. I think uh, they should have at least paid him like uh, twenty million less than that. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so now we're gonna be switching to the NBA. So you know, today's Kevin Love's first game back with Cleveland since since his wow, injury. Well, Uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, he'll do well, uh, but then again, uh, 
Yeah, definitely. But um, it's interesting because I remember when when Kevin like during Kevin Love's uh, time, like you know, not playing because of the injury. A lot of a lot of Cavs players. I forgot who specifically, but I remember a lot of Cavs players were kind of you know joking around or kind of like minimizing his injury. But now that you know Tyron Lue's leaving because of reported health issues, they're they're you know they feel sympathetic you know with him. So kind of a double standard, you know. That's pretty big. I, I really had no idea, no knowledge about that before yeah, until you well, mentioned it. That's, uh, it's really, um, I, that's, that's what's uh, really exciting about uh, Love's return because uh, all this um, locker room tension, it's just, um, dry, I'm sure it's dry, going to drive the Cavaliers uh, out of the finals. So, so do you think that the Cavaliers are making the finals? That's my question to you. No, absolutely not. I think that I've lost I think that the Cavs, not not only is their chemistry uh, not doing well, but also it's their defense that gets left up and left up. No, I definitely uh, do not think that the Cavs, despite having LeBron one of the, the greatest players of all time uh, on their team, I really don't think that they per- Personally, though, I think that a lot of people, including you, it seems, are, are, are sleeping a lot on the Tor- Toronto Raptors, you know? So do you, do you think that Boston beats them, though? I think, yeah, I think Boston is going to beat them. Uh, it's going to be very close. I think a six or seven game series in the uh, champ, probably a championship series for, um, yeah, I, I for the East, I definitely think that uh, Boston will win. But uh, it'll be very close. Don't get me wrong. I think this Raptors team is a really good team. Uh, and I think it's going to be uh, somewhat surprisingly tight race in the East, as despite all the um, critics saying that the Western Conference is uh, a dog race to finish. Oh yeah, the West is crazy. It, it is. It's, it's quite crazy, but um, I, I definitely believe that the, the three teams that will be competing for the uh, uh, Eastern Conference champions to be to be them uh, will be the Cavaliers, Raptors, and of course Celtics. Yeah. Um. So, I found out recently that apparently Tyron Lue told uh, Rachel Nichols of ESPN uh, via text message that his goal is to return in a week or so. Hmm. Interesting. Well, maybe he uh, he just needs probably needs a week to debrief. Really, um, I, I don't think it's will issues again. Like I said earlier, um, I think that it's just tension uh, in the locker room uh, from LeBron trying to take over and all this. Kevin Love, yeah, uh, but I think that um, he'll, he'll be fine, um, and uh, yeah, he'll be back soon, but um, it's definitely, they need they need to fix it. If they want a championship final, they need to fix it somehow. 
Yeah, it definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that. We're definitely on the same page. Uh, no, no doubt. Yeah, it's historic. Yeah, yeah. It's quite historic. It's just like seeing all these teams be upset is quite amazing to me, really. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what to th what to think of it honestly, other than you know being surprised. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but I I don't think that it uh, has anything to do with the the NCAA scandal. Definitely not. Um, and I think that uh, the USC, the reason USC uh, did not just hot button issue. That they did not make it was because of their scandal issues, and I think that that's probably why NCA had a bit of a grudge toward them and did not include them. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this: You personally, where do you think LeBron James is gonna play in basketball next season? Well, I think that he is probably going to sign a, another short-term deal with Cleveland. However, um, he might sign a Uh, honestly, I don't think he's retiring anytime soon. Oh, okay. I mean, well, uh, you yeah, know, his his age for someone that doesn't is not very familiar with the NBA, they might think that his age is suggesting you know retirement soon. But he he's he's play, he's arguably playing the best that he's played in his whole career, which is just unbelievable. Yeah, for me, I think um, I think it's definitely between. I think that he, the the two teams, it's either Houston or L.A. Personally. Yeah, the Lakers have the Lakers. You know, as you probably know, they're they're the team that I I'm a fan of, and they have. I mean, I'm not biased. I mean, I am biased, but um. You know they have a great young core like that that LeBron can fit very nicely in. But personally, I think that, but since Paul George is also a free agent and he's, you know, you know, it's kind of not he hasn't expressed interest, but he's it's kind of clear that he he wants to play for the Lakers and he's wanted to for a while. Um, so but personally, I think that between LeBron and Paul George, I think the Lakers are either gonna get both of them or neither. I definitely, I definitely see what you mean, but he always said from the very beginning of his time in Cleveland the second time that his goal was to win a championship, and he has already done that. Also, also, uh, Philadelphia is also a very, very realistic um, possibility because, you know, people might say Houston, between Houston and LA, they're both in the West, and he shouldn't, he shouldn't go to the West to deal with Golden State before the finals. So Philadelphia is definitely. Imagine LeBron, uh, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid. That, yeah, that would definitely be quite a uh, cool 
more right there. And who knows? Who knows? Everybody, everybody is quick to label Markel Fultz a bust, but people forget that Ben Simmons sat out his whole, his whole rookie year last year as well. Um, and look at how good he becomes. I'm not saying that Markel Fultz. I don't believe he's going to be nearly as good. But I'm just saying, don't sleep on him. Don't don't consider him a bust before he's played. You know what I mean? Right. I definitely won't. Um, but he's been fighting his shoulder troubles. Um, I, I think uh, and his uh, injuries. I think that he will be definitely be a good good player for sure. Mark Gelfall. All right. So so the last thing the last thing we're gonna talk about before before I let you go here is uh, uh, I I'm looking at this article on Bleacher Report and it basically it's the it's the it's the odds according to to you know betting places in Las Vegas for every team. That's in the Sweet 16 for uh, the NCAA tournament. What their are, what their odds are to win the, the the championship. So basically, I'm gonna go through each of them one by one, and, and you're gonna tell me whether you think they have, you know, whether you think they have any shot of winning it, and um, okay. and if not, how far you think they'll get. So. Okay. Okay. So so the first one is Syracuse. They're 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 the number 11 seed in the Midwest. Um, their odds are 66 to one. Do you think there's a chance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think um, Syracuse definitely um, has a chance. Uh, and I, I just think uh, Clemson with Syracuse. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, you're good. I got you. Yeah, Michigan, they beat Michigan, yeah. Uh, from, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it was a close one. It was a nail-biter. But despite it, I think Syracuse is a good basketball team. Do I think they have a chance against Duke? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so, unfortunately. As my, as my, they made it, definitely made a good run. All right, so uh, the, the next team is Kansas State. They're number nine in the South. Um, their odds are 60 to one. Uh, personally, I'm going to start on this one. I don't think there's any realistic chance. I mean, they barely, no disrespect to, to you know, uh, UMBC. I mean, they obviously beat Virginia, who, you know, is the number one team um, in, in their, um, you know, region. So, but I just don't think that Kansas State has what it takes. All right, so the next team are the Florida State Seminoles, who obviously beat uh, number one seed in their region, Xavier. Uh, so th- they're the number nine seed in the Western region, and their odds are 50 to one. Give me your take on this one. My, my take, uh, I think they can make the Elite Eight, to be honest, because Gonzaga almost got us set in the first round. And I really think that uh, by UNCG, they almost got us set. And I really think that Florida State can definitely take down Gonzaga. All right, I so... 
So you think they'll make the Elite Eight? What do you do? You, do you give them any chance of winning the whole tournament? No, I, unfortunately, no. I do not. Okay. But but the Elite Eight at best for sure. At best. Yeah. So 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 you don't see them going? You you don't see them making the Final Four? Well, uh, yeah, I can't say that it's not possible, but um, knowing seeing all these tough teams uh, like Michigan, uh, they they have to overcome number four Gonzaga and number three Michigan. So yeah. It, it's all right. Yeah, I see what you mean. So the next team is Clemson, who obviously beat Auburn. They blew them out. At one point, they were up by almost 50 points. Um, they're, yeah, they're the number five seed in the Midwest, and their odds are at 40 to 1. Is there a chance to win it all for Clemson? Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, so the next team is the Loyola Chicago Ramblers. They're, they they came in the number eleven seed in the South region. Uh, their odds are at thirty five to one. So personally, I think that there is a chance, considering that they took out two very solid teams. So I, I'm keeping it short. That's my opinion. What about you? Okay, so the next team is are the Texas A&M Aggies. They came in the number seven seed in the West. Obviously, they took out North Carolina. Nobody saw that coming. They they didn't just get a lucky shot at the buzzer. They beat them by like twenty points or so. So yeah, so yeah, they're they're. Yeah, and uh, so their odds are at thirty to one. So that that you know, so next yeah. next is a team that you uh, just mentioned, the Nevada Wolfpack. They came in number seven in the South. Obviously, they came back from a twenty-two point deficit to Cincinnati. Uh, that was that was pretty uh, bad for my bracket, as I'm sure it was for a lot of other people. But my, the difference between mine and most other people's was mine was at over ninety-five percent. <laughs> so this mine. is yeah. My- Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Nevada's, Nevada's odds are 25 to 1, so we're getting close here to, to 1 to yeah, 1. But do you see them going past Kentucky? Do you see, do you see that at all? So the next team are the West Virginia Mountaineers, number five in the East. Their odds are at twenty-two to one. So we're getting close here to the top, to the kind of you know top teams or the higher level teams. Sorry, West Virginia, you guys are not going to be Villanova. Villanova is one of the uh, most powerhouse teams in college basketball. Uh, 
Yep. So I agree with you. So the next team are the per- Purdue Boilermakers. They came in as the number two seed in the East. Um, their odds are at twenty to one. Honestly, Purdue. I mean, as you said, um, you didn't make many brackets. I made a good amount. I made several. In my best one, I had Purdue winning it all over Villanova. Um, so I'm I'm kind of surprised at how low their odds are at twenty to one. What do you What do you think? Okay, so the next team, you just mentioned them, the Texas Tech Raiders. They came in number three in the East. Uh, so th- it is interesting that Purdue came with the number two seed in the East and the, the Texas Tech, the three seed, have better odds. But anyway, so their odds are at 17-1 uh, to 1 to win the national championship. All right, so next, um, you know, the very heavy favorites, you know, to make it far, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, number four in the West. Uh, their odds their odds are at 12 to 1, so we're getting pretty high up here. Yeah, wow. Uh, Gonzaga, one of the um, uh, toughest schools to play. Uh, they're, they're quite the powerhouse team. And, uh, they, had, well, they lost um, last year in a heartbreaker to uh, UNC in the finals, but I think that they can... Um, Definitely. So next are the Michigan Wolverines. They were number three in the West coming into the tournament. Their odds are at twelve to one, just like Gonzaga. So my my question to you is, um, do you believe that Michigan and Gonzaga are are kind of at this have the same odds, like like um these people these um betting organizations are saying, or do you think one has uh, a, a better chance in your opinion? All right. Um, so next are the uh, Kansas Jayhawks, the number one seed in the Midwest. Their odds are at ten to one. So um, I need your opinion, obviously, and also, do you think that their odds should be higher in Because rel- obviously, we know that Gonzaga and Michigan are at twelve to one. So do you think that Kansas should be higher than ten to one? Yeah, it, I mean, it's called March Madness for a reason, right? Yeah, I see. I definitely see an upset in their experience. Yeah. Yeah, so, so next are the Duke Blue Devils, the, the, the most famous, probably, the team besides UCLA in college basketball history. 
Uh, no. Yeah. So do you think they're going to win it all, or, or do you think Villanova is going to beat them? Well, actually, I mean, Villanova, they, they, they would face each other in the Final Four. Oh, they would. Okay, so who do you have winning that game? Oh, man. Well, my bracket, it says Villanova, but really, I don't know how, how I can do it. My, my, uh, my uh, heart says that Villanova wants Villanova to win, but I think Duke might come out on top. Yeah. Um, Duke, I, Duke is, yeah. I, agree, I, I agree with you, yeah. Yeah, Duke's odds, Duke's odds are at eight to one. So, uh, what are Villanova's odds? I'm about to get to that. So next is, are the Villanova Wildcats, number one in the East. Uh, their odds are at six to one. Wow, yeah, better, better than Duke. Uh, I, I uh, still see this really, really close game between uh, Duke and uh, Villanova in the East, West, and the Final Four. Uh, it, it's going to be a really tight game, definitely. You won't believe um, who who this uh, who these guys are saying have the best odds. So I'm giving you three guesses, and that might be too many. But go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, oh, you, you want me to guess the best? Yeah, odds? the best odds. Yeah. With the teams remaining, um, man, uh, what teams have we not gone over yet? Uh, wait, uh, wait. So we we've gone over all of the, the teams. Except this one, <laughs> we wow. went, we we've uh, been through fifteen out of sixteen <laughs> that that are oh, still in there. I would have to go with. Uh, wow, um, I, I think we covered. Uh, uh, not Loyal in Chicago, right? No, we uh, covered them. We covered them. Okay, uh, man, this is a tough one because um, I, I believe we went over most of the teams. We went over. We went over all but this team. We went over Michigan. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you this hint. You'll probably get it now. Along with Duke, they probably sent the most players to the NBA from their university. Oh God, man! Uh, I'm, I'm looking at my bracket now, and um, I'm, I'm at, yeah, definitely trying to find. Oh, good, definitely not Gonzaga right now. No. Hmm. <laughs> Dang, this is a hard one. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna go with. Uh, no, you want me to tell you? Sure. The Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky, oh, I thought we went over that one. No, no. we didn't. So the, oh, Malik Monk and, yeah, yeah, the, the so, so they came in, they came in as the number five seed in the South, and it's amazing to me that a five seed can have the best odds, but they do, and their odds are at nine to two, so basically four four point five to one to win the national championship. Uh, th- this is this is um via Sports Reference and Bleacher Report. Wow, that's amazing that uh, they have better odds than the uh, powerhouse Duke and the Villanova. I uh, I don't know if I see that happening, but uh, maybe because uh, I think they might have uh, a bit overrated Kentucky for their basketball. I agree with you. I think I think top three uh for me at least uh in in order would be um Villanova one, uh Duke two, and Probably um, Michigan 3 and Gonzaga 4. Those are my top yeah. 4. Yeah, I'd say 
top three would have to be easily uh, well, Villanova number one, uh, Duke two, and this might come as a surprise to you, Purdue three. I think Purdue is going to do well. Yeah, that's not that's not a surprise to me. My my bracket, my best bracket says Purdue winning it all, but uh, that's not something that I could say, you know, with my mouth. <laughs> So anyway, so th- thank you so much for appearing on the show. Uh, I appreciate I appreciate your time, and I'm definitely looking forward to having you on in the future. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. So as you know, that was my friend Lyle, who, uh, as you see now, probably knows as much about sports as I do. Um, so. So yeah, so that so this so before I I finish this, uh, Lyle Lyle won't be uh, a co-host, but he will be appearing probably two three times a week uh, on the show. So he'll be kind of like a guest appearance guy that kind of comes on a good amount of times. Um. So yeah. So before before I finish, I just wanted to say that episodes, uh, all the episodes from one through twelve, which includes this one. Are, are available on SoundCloud, Stitcher Podcasts, Google Play, iTunes, um, Pocket Cast, and Podomatic. And we're working to get them onto Spotify and YouTube, but that's not looking very likely, for at least for Spotify. And uh, make sure you go check out my website. It's seansportshow.com. So that's S-E-A-N-S-S-P-O-R-T-S-H-O-W.com. Um, yeah, so thank you guys for listening. And some of your feedback about Lyle and how you did. And that's it. Thank you for listening. We are...